Welcome to the First Hand Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another great episode. I'm joined by another 2023 NFL draft prospect. And today I have Warren Dabney, defensive tackle from Western Michigan University. Warren, how are we doing today? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you hopping on. I'm excited to get into your story. You know, I really want to start, you know, back with you and, you know, early years. Take me through how you came to the game of football. Uh, so when I was about four or five, um, I remember watching the Super Bowl with my mom. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but um, it was the Steelers versus the Seahawks. And I remember being at my grandmother's house saying, like, one day I'm going to play in that game. So just looking back on it, that was a pretty cool moment. That's crazy. That might be the first Super Bowl I can remember, too. So uh, don't want to date yeah. ourselves too much, but uh, that means we're we're both not old enough to rent a car yet. So Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I, you grew up in Virginia, correct? Yeah. So take me through what, you know, high school football was like and what was your recruiting process like coming out of high school? Uh, so in eighth grade, I transferred to Fuqua School, which is in Farmville, Virginia. And um, really up until my the, the summer before my senior year, I got my first offer to West Virginia Wesleyan after a camp. It was like the best of the DM camp. There was a bunch of coaches there. And, uh, yeah, that was my first offer. And then um, actually one of my teammates from uh, that played with me at Fuqua, uh, he had went, went on to play at VMI. And uh, his dad had, like, talked to the coaches for me. And uh, they watched my high school film. They came to see me play one, uh, one weekend. And then I got offered uh, in December of – 2017. So take me through, you know, like you talked about, you didn't start at Western Michigan. You started at VMI and, you know, VMI is a little bit of a different college institution from, you know, maybe say go to just, you know, regular old Virginia, Virginia tech. So walk yeah. me through what, what it was like when you first get on campus at VMI as a freshman. Uh, yeah. Way too many stories about that. But, uh, <laughs> It's, it's really just a shock. So, like, the first day you get there, and uh, it's called matriculation. So, you get there, you uh, you sign a book, and then uh, they, you basically meet, you know, like you get a, uh, get together with your company, and then you walk up to barracks. And then once everyone's in, they close the gate, and they bring all your cadre in, and then it's game time. Like, you go up to – you run up to fourth stoop, and then it they've got you for – uh, a whole week, like you're on their time. So, you know, did you have a moment there, you know, that first part, you know, going through that your first time, did you ever have a moment where you were like, man, what did I sign up for? Oh yeah. We were, we were all packed in the back of a room. And then that was, that was my initial thought. I can remember like it was yesterday. Like it was pouring down raining and just being like 50 of us, 50 of us packed in the room. And I was like, what am I doing here? So, you know, the football there at VMI, it's FCS level, so it's still big boy football. So did you yeah. have a moment where, you know, you get on the field, you start, you know, practicing, going against some guys maybe in a game where you were like, holy cow, this is D1 football? Yeah. Uh, my first game was actually against Toledo, and that was the year they had Deontay Johnson. 
So yeah, he he really put he really put it on it. So yeah, it was that was a that was a pretty cool experience though, like being my first game being FBS. You know, and you you spent several years at VMI and did some really big things there in your career. You had well over a hundred tackles. So overall, how would you summarize your time at VMI? Uh, I would definitely say it was very like it was actually something that that I personally needed. Just kind of kind of level me out. Um, and I like I don't I don't regret it at all. Like I some of my best friends I like till I die, and you know really made me appreciate the game of football just because like I get like I get to I get to play like there's days where I could be over across at barracks doing like rifle manual or something I get to play football and you know fly around and have fun. You know, a lot of people don't understand what life is like as, you know, a student at an institution like VMI. So, you know, a lot of people think college is just, oh, you might have an 8 a.m. But outside of that, you go to practice, you do your thing. And you. so what would you tell people is probably the biggest, you know, difference between an institution like VMI and your traditional college? Um, I, the biggest thing, like, this, uh, puts, like, like the headlights, there's no parties, nothing like that, like, you can forget about a party or like people coming over to like your place. Like now <laughs> you have four people to a room in barracks. So that means there's like 1500 people in barracks and there's three barracks. So, you know, you did ultimately decide to hit the portal. Take me through what, you know, that process was like when you decided you're going to hit it. What was the conversation with the coaches there at VMI like when you told them, like, hey, I'm going to hit the portal and look to play elsewhere? Um, so it was already, like, known that um, that I was going to hit the portal just because, like, I was already going to graduate in May. So my time at VMI was already done. So they were they were perfectly fine with it. Did you, you know, everybody talks about the portal now as being this like crazy, just, you know, whirlwind, you know, what was your experience like while you were in the transfer portal? Um, it was definitely crazy. Like, um, I remember we had, I had been in the portal uh, the fr- Friday before we had played our last game. And I probably like didn't have like my phones ringing like every 10 minutes. Like, and then I had to tell Cup that like, Hey, I have a game tomorrow. Like, let's talk on Sunday or something like that. Yeah. So ultimately, you you land at Western Michigan, but did you entertain any other offers, or was it Western Michigan pretty early on? Um, it was uh Western Michigan pretty early on, but my um I was I thought about going to Southern Illinois too as well. So what sold you on committing to Western Michigan? Uh, probably Coach Coach Denham, Coach yeah David Denham. He's a real He's a, he's a good dude. Like, you know, he means well. Uh, he, he loves you regardless. Like, he's a he's a solid dude. He, he always texts me, always checking on how I'm doing, making sure I'm up on my schoolwork, and even just, you know, sometimes text the call just to see, like, like, hey, how you doing? You doing all right? Like, stuff like that. So, you know, Western Michigan plays in, you know, the MAC, and a lot of people sleep on the MAC, but the MAC is one of the better group of five conferences. So, you know, you get to Western Michigan, it's a step up from VMI. So what was, was there any adjustment period for you? Was there any learning curve? Uh, yeah, it was definitely just like planning, like, um, cause I, VMI, I played like both DN and some three tech. So, and at Western Michigan, I was strictly, uh, inside. So, um, and I guess the biggest thing is just be like the playbook difference. 
But other than that, it's it's not too bad. You know, and you guys got to play some good games this year. Michigan State, Pitt. Uh, you guys had a big win at the end of the year against the MAC champions, Toledo. And you know, I Toledo's got a quarterback that I absolutely love watching play, and Daquan Finn. So. Take me through what it was like, you know, to get to play against schools like that and guys like that this year. Uh, that was definitely, like, a really cool experience, like, especially starting out playing Michigan State. Like, you know, you got Peyton Thorne, you got uh, uh, Jay Reed. Like, it was – I don't know, it was just a surreal – like, a surreal deal. Like, it was packed. Like, it was probably one of the coolest experiences ever. Do you have a moment, you know, from your college career that stands out as, like, you know – yeah, that's probably my favorite memory from college. Um, probably winning the SoCon in uh, the spring of 2021, uh, and like beating the Citadel, like for the for the championship and getting the Silver Shaker, like that was just the cherry on top of my career so far. You know, and I have to ask because I was looking at your career statistics, and as a D lineman, I don't have to see this stat very often. But did you get an interception while you were in college? Yeah, <laughs> I had an interception against Army my sophomore year. So, so take me through that play. Um, so, um, I'm I'm pretty sure it was like third and twelve, and they had rolled out to the left, and my boy Tyron Cloyd like just killed the quarterback, and then it was just flown up in the air, and I caught it, like ran five yards, and got drilled. Like that was probably the hardest I've ever gotten hit in my life. <laughs> What, what, what were you thinking when you see the ball up in the air and, you know, you as a D lineman, we don't, we, you're not practicing that very much to catch the football. So what was going through your head when you see that thing floating to you? I honestly couldn't even tell you. Like, it was just like a, just the instinct, like, oh, there's the ball. Like I'm in there. Like I'm gonna get it. You know, we talked about, you know, at the beginning of the show, you're, you're a 2023 NFL draft prospect at the end of the year, you, you declared for the draft. So, you know, that's something a lot of guys dream of doing. You talked about, you know, being a four or five-year-old and saying, I'm going to play in the Super Bowl one day. So when it came time to finally officially declare for the draft, what were your feelings and emotions like as you were going through the process of making that an official thing? Um, uh, like It's honestly like it's a surreal feeling. Like I remember, I remember posting it and I was driving over to my grandmother's house. Like I almost like, you know, shed a tear just because, like, going to VMI and, like, all the trials and tribulations that you go through there, like, not just from the military aspect, but also academically. And then, you know, coming to Western Michigan, starting every game, like, just really just putting it all together. Like, it just – I guess it just finally hit me right there. Like, this is, like, a real thing. You talked about wanting to play football from such a young age, but, you know, when you go to an institution like VMI and you go through the rigors that that entails – did you ever have a moment where you just thought about walking away from football or maybe walking away from a pro career? I uh, yeah, I, I definitely have once, you know, just, um, it was just a, it was just a low point, but you know, I, I just had to realize that, you know, football is fun. Like that's my piece. Like there's nothing better than putting your cleats on, like putting the helmet on, just going out there and having fun. You know, there's a lot of really good D lineman prospects in this year's draft class. There's going to be a lot of names that people are going to float around. At the end of the day, what separates you from some of these other draft prospects we'll see in this year's class? I would definitely say my effort, like running to the ball. Like, you can always see me run to the ball. Like, I rarely, 
rarely get love for games. Like I'm always gonna be around the ball or trying to get to the ball. I would, I would say that's that, that's my biggest aspect. You know, another thing that a lot of NFL teams are gonna look at is your character. You know, off the field character and off the field personality can make or break an NFL career. So, you know, if one of these 32 NFL teams brings you in, what are they getting from you as a person? Uh, they're getting someone that's uh, genuine, caring. I'm a family man. Like that's the that's the biggest thing. Like if anybody like in my family, or if I call you family, like, if you need something, I got it. Then then we have it. Like if I, I would say that's the biggest thing. Like family, being generous to people, and, and honestly caring about other people. Like I, I, I'll give you like I don't even know you. Like if you honestly needed it, like I give you my shirt. Like you, you just like honestly needed it. You know and. With the NFL draft, there comes a lot of draft prep and a lot of all-star bowl game opportunities, you know, really cool opportunities. You know, are you looking to participate in any of those all-star bowls? And, you know, if any, what ones do you have on your radar right now? Um, I was going to – I thought about doing the podium bowl and maybe do, like, the CSG all-star showcase. But um, I'm still kind of working through that right now. You know, and one thing people don't understand is when you're training for the NFL draft, you're not necessarily just training for football. You got to train for the combine and pro day tests, and that's way different than football training. So take me through what your, you know, draft prep training looks like right now. Uh, so right now, it's um, um, well, right now I'm, I'm doing stuff on my own. Like my training's actually starting next week. So it'll be uh, uh, Monday off Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, when you talked a little bit about your family, and you know, a lot of people don't understand to get to where you are today, it takes family, it takes a strong support system. So can you you touch on, you know, the support system you have and how much they've meant to you on this journey? Um, they've meant a lot. Like my mom maybe missed two or three games of my entire college career. Like she came to every game in Michigan this past season. Like, she only missed two. Like, she didn't come out to California. She didn't come to the Central Michigan game, which totally, like, I, I definitely understand why because it was freezing and it was snowing. But, yeah, I would, I would definitely say my mom, my family, like, when I was at VMI, like, I, I think I at least had three or four family members at every game. You know, when you touched on that snow game there in Central Michigan, that, that was a wild game. What was, what was it like playing in that game? Oh, it was definitely really cool, like, Especially when we come off on the sideline, we're trying to go over adjustments. And you got fans throwing snowballs at us, hot dogs, all kinds of stuff like that. And you're like, what is going on? So what did it feel like when you won that game? Uh, it was definitely a cool feeling, like uh, winning the Karen Trophy. And, like, I don't know, just something. It was, I guess it was a. So, you know, we're back now. We've got the technical difficulties. That's the beauty of using things like Zoom is, you know, the Internet's just not always kind to us. But we were talking about that Central Michigan game and what it was like when you guys won it. That was, you know, crazy snow, low-scoring, hard-fought game. So when you guys won that game, what were those emotions like for you? Um, it was just very exciting. Like, I know how much it meant for the guys who had been at Western Michigan for years, like, to win that trophy especially for the seniors and being their last time to potentially win that trophy. Like uh, I feel really good to be able to do that for them. You know, you talked about watching the Super Bowl at a young age and falling in love with the game of football. Did you have a specific player growing up that you 
you know, followed a lot or really enjoyed watching or wanted to play the game like? Uh, so when I was younger, I wanted to play quarterback. Like, I I love Donovan, uh, Donovan McNabb. He was probably one of my favorite players. So what what happened to the quarterback dream? Why did that get crushed? Um, honestly, I was, I've always been big, like bigger than <laughs> most people. So, you know, a lot of guys, when we watch film or we watch tape, we, you know, we might watch current pros and try and pick bits and pieces of their game to put into ours. Do you have anybody that you like to watch film on and try and, you know, take some of their game and incorporate it into yours? Um, probably like Grady Jarrett. Cause he's just, uh, we like still like being like shorter D lineman, like just being able to watch him get active against offensive linemen, even when like typically like your average D lineman is probably like six three, six four. Just seeing him being being able to get after a lineman. You know, one question I really like to ask guys is, you know, I, it, it's evaluating three different things that are very important to football. So I'm going to ask it to you: if you could rank these three things, you know, one being the most important and three being the least important. Where would you rank the weight room, the film room, and the practice field? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say, I would say the weight room, the practice field, and then the film uh, film room. It's always interesting. I know. I think the only people who don't put the weight room high are my specialists and quarterbacks. I know that one will shock you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you've you've played a lot of big football. You've played against a lot of really big names. Do you have one guy in your college career that stands out among the rest of like, hey, that is the best guy I've ever seen and gone up against? Um probably either like being a one on one, probably uh Cole Strange, who was drafted this past season to the Patriots. Like he was he's legit. He's that guy. I'm a Patriots fan, so can you can you tell me why I shouldn't be mad that we drafted him in the first round? Um, I mean, he's a giant, like he's big, but he doesn't like he's not like your average old lineman, like you know, a big gut. Like he's actually like he's ripped, like he's he's like he's lean, he's lean off his lineman, he's quick, and like he, I mean, he plays hard, like echo of the whistle. He's trying to drive you in the ground. Like he's he's a real physical offensive lineman. He he knows the game pretty well. Like he knows like like if your body shifts one way, like he's trying to hook you one way. Like yeah, he was he was the, it was definitely a battle every time we lined up. You know, and playing at VMI and playing at Western Michigan, you've also gotten to play alongside some really talented football players. So, who are some names that maybe folks don't have on their radar that you know people need to keep their eyes on? You know, as you know, we get ready for the draft or even next college football season. Um, one, I would definitely say, uh, Braden Fisk, uh, he might be one of the best, one of the best players I've ever played with just his, his love for the game, how he works, um, like he works his tail off. I've, I've never seen somebody like work that hard, like ever. And he's like, he's fast. He's, he's big and fast. I don't, I don't know. He's like Superman. He does everything. Uh, I would also say, uh, Stone Snyder, um, who else? Uh, Andre Carter, Marshawn Nealon, Eric Weaver, Corey Brady, just a few names out there. Robert Soderholm, bunch, bunch of guys who are really good players. You know, a lot of guys have, you know, a, you know, they have a desire when they get to the league. They're like, this is the position I want to play. Like, you know, if a team drafts me, this is where I see myself. 
do you have a certain spot on the D line that you feel most comfortable with, or do you feel your versatility allows you to kind of line up anywhere a team wants you at? Uh, personally, like being honest, like having that belief in myself, I think I can play anywhere on the line. But dude, if it came down to it and they asked me to play, they wanted me to switch over, and I'm doing it just for the simple fact to say I'm in, a, in the NFL. So, you know, on this show, one of the things we love to do is give advice to the younger generation and give advice to high school players. I want to have you give a couple different pieces of advice. And I want to start by having you give advice to a kid who is going through the recruiting process and they're not getting the offers they thought they were going to get. Maybe it's lower D1 or, you know, maybe it's D2 or D3. What would you still tell that kid about the offers they are getting? Uh, I would just tell him, like, I would just honestly just be appreciative for what you have like right now just because you you never know, like, what could happen to you. Like, you could get that Division one offer you were expecting, which could honestly go away, especially how the transfer portal is now. Like, not really, like, having the need for – I mean, they do have a need for high school kids, like, to develop them, but, like, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard for them now. So I would just be appreciative, like, for the free school that you might potentially be getting. Like, I think they can find the most affordable for you to go to school, like – take that burden off your family. You know, and the next piece of advice I want to have you give is, you know, to a kid who's decided that they want to play the game at the next level, you know, they, they want to go for the college opportunity. What would you tell that kid that they need to focus on so that they are able to potentially play college football? I would definitely say it that way room and make sure you're, you're best buds with your strength coach. Cause honestly, like when you first get on campus as a freshman, that's the, like, the first guy you start working. So if you have a great relationship with your strength coach coming in, I feel like that that kind of correlates and goes back to your coach. Like, like let's say you come in like in the summer and you're with your strength coach and like you know your coach is going to meet and then like they ask like, hey, who's standing out in the weight room? And they mention your name and then like, oh, like this is somebody we're gonna have to take a look at like while we're out here doing drills and stuff. And then there's, it's kind of just like a domino effect. Like you work hard in the weight room. Your name gets like your name gets put out there. You go on the field, coach is saying you're doing the right thing, you're doing your job. He starts to gain that trust, and then you're on the field. You know, and like we talked about, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is that one of these 32 NFL teams takes a shot on you. We've heard what you bring to the table on the field, and we've heard the type of person you are off the field. So, at the end of the day, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on Warren Dabney? All right, folks, we are back. The Wi-Fi gods are not being kind to us today, but we're, we're still chugging along. You know, this is, again, what happens when you deal with the Internet. But, Warren, like I was saying, man, you know, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is is that one of these 32 NFL teams takes a shot on you. You know, we've heard what you bring on the field. We've heard the type of person you are off the field. So, at the end of the day, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on you? I think they should just for a simple desire and love for the game of football, my attention to detail and focusing on doing my job. I feel like that's what it really comes down to. And just honestly, just being a, being a student of the game, being able to soak it in, being coachable, and just the all-out all effort that, that they would get from me every day. Let that be D-line, special teams. Shoot, they asked me to. I'm running down on kickoff, running down on punts. Like, whatever they, they would need me to do, like, I'm there to do it. Warren, I've had an absolute blast having you on the show, man. Best of luck as you prepare for the draft. I can't wait to see where you land, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. For sure, man. And, folks, 
That was Warren Dabney, starting defensive lineman from Western Michigan, 2023 NFL draft prospect. But that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Thank you.